Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ICS Pulse podcast, special edition. That's right. It's a special edition. Uh, October Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So we're going to be doing a special series of podcasts. Yep, special again. Bringing back some of your favorite alums from our first year. Uh, if you're familiar with the Proust questionnaire, the Vanity Fair Proust questionnaire, a little bit like that. We're going to ask uh, similar questions to all of our guests who come on this month. Usually five quick questions on cybersecurity. The Proust questionnaire has nothing to do with cybersecurity. It's really its only weakness. Uh, we'll be dropping two or two uh, of these every week. So please watch out for the next episodes. They'll be coming fast and furious. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, I am host number one, Gary Cohen, joined as always. I am host number dose, Tyler Wall. And today, apparently we didn't scare him the first time around. We're bringing back Mike Nelson of CyberCX. Quickly, Mike is a director leading CyberCX's U.S. strategy and consulting team with more than 12 years of global cybersecurity consulting experience. He began his career with eight plus years at PwC for the layman, that's PricewaterhouseCoopers. And since moving to CyberCX, he's worked with clients based in the U.S., Mexico, the U.K., India, Australia, and New Zealand, one of my favorite places in the world, to reduce risk, improve resilience, and strengthen cybersecurity postures. Mike, thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks very much for having me back, Gary and Tyler. Excited to be back with you guys again and hitting some trending topics in, in cyber for uh, this year and next. Yeah, and uh, and uh, to do celebrate Cybersecurity Awareness Month a little bit. Every October, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So uh, we kind of want to take the temperature of the industry this month. Let's do it. I'm ready to roll. All right. So we're going to start with uh, Cybersecurity Awareness Month is obviously highlighting some key behaviors they usually do, like multi-factor authentication, strong passwords, recognizing phishing. What do you think people should be focusing on this month? Yeah, one, one of the things I like to look at during Cybersecurity Awareness Month is sort of extending cybersecurity and the traditional definitions of cybersecurity a little bit more into everyday life, a little bit more into how, you know, sort of the average layperson might come across and might see cybersecurity topics in just their day to day. So Cybersecurity Aware, uh, Awareness Month, one of my favorite topics for this one is how do we sort of translate what we're doing in the cybersecurity space to what everybody's just seeing on a day-to-day -day basis? So my topic for this one is scams. I've uh, been working with a couple of CyberCX team members and a couple of recent projects and engagements with some public sector clients on how can we apply cybersecurity principles, you know, the general don't respond to phishing emails, don't, you know, give out too much information from a cybersecurity perspective also to that sort of scam perspective and you know your grandma receiving the email that her granddaughter is in jail and you know she she's got to bail her out here quick send send uh, money to this account info right here that's sort of i like that extension of cybersecurity and awareness to a little bit more into the you know into sort of the uh public sphere on how people are are dealing with these topics on a daily basis so any chance that we get to translate cybersecurity into situations like that that sort of adjacent space that's going to be one of my uh advocacy parts for this cybersecurity awareness month so a quick anecdote here actually kind of on the topic of uh um cell phone scams uh about I think it was last year, my mom actually got a call from someone pretending to be my brother saying he was drunk driving, got into an accident, broke his nose, you know, and she started freaking out. Like, so she called my dad and, you know, she was like, ah, I need you to call the lawyer because we, Ryan, he just got in an accident. He's drunk. My dad stopped for a second. You know, like, well, it's the middle of the school day. 
I mean, right. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe check Life 360 real quick. So she checked, and then everything kind of died down. But it's, it can be very convincing with those, with those kind of attacks, especially as we start getting into those uh, newer uh, methods of social engineering attacks. It can get, it'll probably get pretty wild out there. Very much so, Tyler, and very topical too. You've heard uh, and maybe seen some some scam watch alerts and that type of things. People using AI to mimic voices to sort of perpetuate these scams, something that's evolving and, and something that you're going to see more of as these scams get more complex, you know, over the time to come here. So absolutely, just, just that sort of vigilant posture, you know, it, it's not just something for cybersecurity professionals. It's something that, you know, it pays to adopt by just the general public, you know, in a lot of cases as well. So I think it's certainly topical and yeah, extending our cybersecurity awareness space a little bit more into this public sphere here is a, is an admirable goal. Especially, and speaking of looking forward, excellent segue, what trends or developments in cybersecurity are particularly excited about heading into 2024? I got one that's top of my list. Um, cybersecurity becoming more and more and more of a business risk rather than a technology risk. So uh, it applies both for you know traditional IT environments, OT environments, as you guys are uh, focusing on here on the ICS Pulse podcast. When you see cybersecurity being treated by the business as more of a business impediment, you know, uh, sort of a, like trying to prevent against business impediments is what I'm trying to say there, as opposed to just a technology specific issue, you know, how can we fix this with uh, additional tech or with additional, you know, process to be put in place to defend against these threats, the rising prominence of cybersecurity as a business issue is a trend that I'm really looking forward to see continuing and, and getting even more important going into, into 2024 as we're heading. It, it also helps to speak to the, the business case because, you know, you need the C-suite, you need the board, you need all of these people to create that culture throughout an organization. Very much so. So, so th that's it. You nailed it. Cybersecurity, not only as a technology issue, but also as a culture and awareness issue. Good, again, good tie in here to Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Cybersecurity is a business issue, behavioral issue, culture issue, and not just a, what technological sort of capabilities do you have in place is a increasing trend. It's a growing trend. And I like where this one is going. All right. So if you're willing, can you share a memorable experience or a, a case from your career that highlights the importance of cybersecurity? Yeah, I'll give you two. And they're, they're certainly ICS related. So early on, I got into cybersecurity consulting, you know, right out of the university as a, let, let's see what it like. it's like. It sounds cool. It sounds sexy. You know, it sounds interesting. This Let's let's explore what we can do here and what types of projects are available to us. So I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. Um, uh, your listeners might be familiar. So I, I started my career in pen testing and a little bit more of application security reviews, kind of that technical lens. And I had two really aha moments in my first year of pen testing that sort of were good anecdotes as well as served to illustrate sort of the importance of the field, like the importance of doing this type of stuff. One of them. Back 2013, uh, pen testing a power company based in the Midwest here in the US and understanding from what we were seeing that 
they actually had an exposure of their SCADA systems facing the internet, which was set up and intentionally configured that way because the admin of those systems was looking to be able to remotely access them, you know, should they experience an issue after hours or while they were on vacation, you know, something like that, thinking that, hey, we need a backup plan here. We need a way to be able to access this stuff, you know, if we're not able to get to it in the office or, or sort of on the network. And so just really seeing that aha of, whoa, wait a minute. Somebody here was really trying to do the right thing, but in doing so, you know, created a really big cybersecurity risk or a really big, you know, potential vulnerability. That was one of the first, first sort of experiences for me where I saw, hey, okay, there's really needs to be this alignment between cybersecurity trying to secure the business and the business kind of trying to enable, you know, effective operations. That alignment there and and just I've taken that forward with me in my career that people aren't circumventing cybersecurity rules just for the sense of I want to do the insecure thing. It's I want to be able to do something, you know, I want to be able to enable the business, but maybe needing to sort of step back and review that from a security perspective before making a change like that. And the second one I'll keep short, um, another pen test related one here, uh, pen test of Coincidentally, actually a, a series of retirement homes. So this was like a large retirement home uh, company who operated retirement homes all over the US. We were reviewing, and this was an internal pen test. And one of the things that we found on this was that many of those super sensitive, you know, life-saving, life-preserving safety type systems that are running on that company's networks are actually pretty readily accessible to people that were administering the network, right? This was before proper segmentation and proper sort of, you know, zero trust architectures being put in place here. But another aha or oh wow moment of seeing, you know, life support system one, life support system two, and right next to it, that little power off button or do you want to restart? Heck no, definitely not. Stay far away from that stuff while you're pen testing those types of things. But I hope both of those examples just sort of sort of serve to, you know, be illustrations of why this has has really sort of resonated with me and made cybersecurity rise to that level of prominence. Of there's real stuff at stake here when when you know needing to do this the right way. So on the topic on the topic of attacks, um, what have we learned? from major uh, cyber attacks recently? Yeah, um, the, the takeaway, the major takeaway that I've had from some of the big hacks recently is that there's always going to be a new one, right? There's always going to be another vulnerability. We've seen a shift for businesses over the last few years here of not just how do we plug all the holes so that we don't get compromised to how do we build the muscle and the responsiveness capability to, you know, put the right practices into place when we inevitably get compromised, right? And hopefully that compromise is minor. Hopefully that compromise is isolated or singular systems, you know, as opposed to sort of a larger scale ransomware or, you know, data theft extortion incident. But companies shifting their mindsets and enterprises shifting their mindsets to what do we do when we inevitably have to deal with an incident, sort of treating it more so as 
what are we going to do when this happens versus we can't let this happen has gotten companies in a much better place. So always going to be another zero day, always going to be another exploitable vulnerability, but really training up that capability of, well, what do we do when it happens has been something that I think continuously has been stressed as a sort of recent attack learning, you know, need to know in the, in the wake of some of these most recent attacks. Absolutely. Um, what emerging technologies do you see impacting the field of cybersecurity in the near future? We're talking about phishing attacks and social engineering. So, I mean, there's AI. We've talked about quantum in the past, but what yeah. do you think these emerging technologies will be impacting cybersecurity? One that I like and that I'm following pretty closely is uh, you, you sort of mentioned it there. So AI, more more a little bit more of the machine learning lens here in terms of how a defensive cybersecurity posture can be augmented or strengthened, you know, from sort of a machine learning capability. So a machine is always going to be able to react faster than a human. When it sees a certain type of attack coming in, a certain type of anomalous behavior, you know, a machine will have the ability to say, okay, I'm going to quarantine, or I'm going to segment, or I'm going to auto scale. I'm going to do something here to deal with this sort of unexpected surge or maybe unexpected activity. I really am excited to continue to follow how are, you know, SOC seam arrangements and MD managed detection and response, you know, uh, sort of next-gen detection and response capabilities being strengthened by that machine learning ability in terms of not waiting for an analyst to say, oh yeah, I see that detection, do this. And instead, maybe having uh, lower level actions taken and then presented to the analyst says, hey, I, the machine, did this. I'm now ready for you to follow up, right? To sort of do that next level, deeper dive into those activities. So last question for you here. And I mean, Gary and I pride ourselves in keeping these podcasts pretty fun. And what is a podcast that is fun without a fun question in there? Uh, so our fun question for you today is, what is your favorite movie that has something to do with cybersecurity? I got it, Tyler. I'm going to give you a, a related media. So still media, still still on screen. Um, but I'm going to go with Mr. Robot. So not sure if you guys are, are fans or have previously watched, but... Mr. Robot is a really cool story, really cool background on the hacking that's in Mr. Robot, of which it is a pretty prominent part of the part of the storyline. So there's a blog associated with this and no free advertising, but a small plug if you want to Google it, it's out there. The, the guy that runs this blog, it's pretty interesting. He actually goes through the hacking scenes in Mr. Robot and sort of explains, well, this is where it's really representative of what actually takes place. And this is where we had to take a little bit of liberties and sort of simplify things a little bit. But if you're into a good depiction of what hacking really looks like in media, go check out Mr. Robot and, and check out that associated blog that uh, does a little bit of a deeper dive into how that hacking, you know, is, is reminiscent or sort of like realistically comparing to what attackers actually do on a daily basis. So I'll plug Mr. Robot there for that answer. Tyler and I have been <laughs> arguing this for a while afterward where I was like, we should just start asking people what their favorite cybersecurity, because we have the hardest time coming up with anything that is vaguely realistic. 
yep. everything is so, you know, I mean, there's things like Black Hat and the net from way back when and all yes. sorts of, but yeah, we've been, we've been struggling to come up with good ones. There you go. I would, I would check it out. Mr. Robot is the way to go. And now, not necessarily because of this, from the story perspective, the show got a little bit wonky in its final seasons, but it's okay. Um, the depictions of hacking are, are what you're going there for. And they're, uh, they're probably the most on point that I've seen in sort of any form of media uh, over the course of my career. So check it out. An excellent choice. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us. It's always a great conversation. Always great talking to you. Thanks very much for having me, Tyler and Gary, and I look forward to rejoining you guys another time down the road, maybe for a, another more expansive discussion, but appreciate you guys having me on again. And to our lovely audience, uh, make sure you're tuning in all month, and I, I guess we can include you in that too, Mike. Uh, make sure you're tuning in for all of the month as we release more episodes for the Cybersecurity Awareness Month uh, series, and of course, what is a month without an excellent hashtag? Um this month for Cybersecurity Awareness Month, it is hashtag BeCybersmart. So be sure to include that on all of your social media posts related to cybersecurity, best practices, tips, things like that. And we've also got all kinds of Awareness Month content on the site at icspulse.com. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, stay safe out there. Mm -hmm.